Dangerous Assignment. Transcribed starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though, trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to show me that sometimes the only way you can come out of one of these deals alive is to ask a guy to shoot you. Morning, Commissioner. You sent for me? Steve, you ever hear of Yin Yi Hop? Sounds like a new jump tune, is it? That name first came to our attention during the court-martial of an American army officer in the Philippines shortly after the war, Major Vance Morgan. Oh, yeah, he had something to do with the disappearance of medical supplies, arms and ammunition from one of our bases there, didn't he? Evidence brought out at the trial was all against Morgan, yet he insisted he was innocent. He claimed he'd been investigating the matter before his arrest. The theft was the work of a... An organization headed by this Yin Yi Hop. I see. Morgan claimed further that he'd actually seen this Mr. Hop, that he wasn't an Oriental, but an American. You see, the matter wasn't dropped after Major Morgan was discharged from the service. You mean this Yin Yi Hop has been found? We think so. We think he's a man named Sutherland who is now living in Rangoon. We're pretty sure he's still active in the business of running guns. Why don't we grab him? We will, as soon as we find someone who can identify him as Yin Yi Hop. And that someone is ex-Major Morgan, huh? Where is he? We got our first lead on him yesterday from an old friend of his in New Guinea, an ex-army flyer named Foster. Check with him, Steve, and move fast. We've got a tip that someone else is looking for Morgan. Oh, Sutherland, maybe, huh? Yeah, Steve, you've got to get to Morgan before they do. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment. Good luck. The National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell, colorful two-fisted government agent. Sure, I've got my assignment. Get on the trail of an ex-army major named Vance Morgan. Find him before some hatchet man out of Rangoon does and eliminates the prize witness in our case against an American gunrunner formerly known as Yin Yi Hot. It's late Wednesday afternoon when my plane lands at Minoka on the northwest tip of Netherlands, New Guinea. I head across the airstrip to a small hangar bearing a sign, East India Freight Company, Nicholas Foster, President. Inside, sitting in a two-before office, I find Nicholas Foster himself. I flash my credentials. Tell me, Steve, what's all this to do about Morgan? Nothing. We'd just like his help. His help? Fat chance. Meaning that he might not be so eager to cooperate? Meaning that the court-martial was a big jolt. Well, we can clear him if you'll play ball. I'll do anything I can to help. Where is he? Can't say. I thought you saw him a couple of days ago. Yeah, I was down at the docks checking on a cargo coming in from Manila when I spotted Morgan aboard a small ship, one of those Copra traders. He was just pulling out. I nosed around the waterfront, but no one seemed to know much about him, except he had a plantation on one of the islands off the coast. That ship he was on? Called the Codona. Should be back in port now. Sounds like my best lead. So you find out what islands Morgan's on. And your troubles are just beginning. What do you mean? Oh, just that there's a small-scale war going on. Guerrillas? Separationalists, they call them. Their beef is with the Indonesian government. Those islands out there are crawling with the natives, armed with poison arrows. And they don't like strangers. Poison arrows, yet a real comforting thought. Well, thanks for the info, Foster. I'll see you later.
later, I wind up at the docks, and sure enough, there's a small copra trader tied up. The only one on board is a native youngster, and he doesn't tune in on my frequency at all, even when I resort to sign language. He keeps grinning and pointing over the rail, so I have a look. I spot someone swimming underwater, gliding back and forth along the side of the ship, and the swimmer comes up for air. I come up for a little air, too, when I see who it is. And she's up on deck, coming toward me, right out of Esquire. Hello? Hello. Hey, you're quite a swimmer. You are looking for someone? Yeah, the skipper of this ship. I am the skipper. You? What is it you wish? Well, I'm looking for a man named Morgan. Maybe you could take me to him. No, that would be impossible at this time. My ship is in need of repairs. The hull has been damaged. Running the blockade? Blockade? I do not know what you mean. Look, you can stop being cagey. I'm just interested in finding Morgan. Here, you better have a look at my credentials. American agent. I see. He's in trouble? No, just want to talk to him. Where is he? There's an island called Ipo. He lives there alone at a small plantation. Perhaps I could get a message to Morgan. Well, that would save me a lot of time and trouble. Tell him who I am and that I've got to talk to him. We need his help. Where are you staying? Well, I noticed a hotel a few blocks back there, as good as any. I know the one you speak of. You can expect me by sundown. I spend the rest of the afternoon scouting the dock area just in case the girl's message doesn't reach Morgan. Fine luck is all bad. I can't find a single skipper who's willing to run the blockade, let alone face a hail of poisoned arrows. The setting sun hangs over the horizon like a big orange as I wander back to the hotel. The girl is already there, waiting for me in the lobby. Oh, I'm sorry I'm late. Or are you early? Your message was delivered, Mr. Mitchell. Good. What's Morgan's answer? Well, I don't quite understand, but... What did he say? Uh, two words, Mr. Mitchell. Huh? Drop dead. She gives me a nice deadpan reading without cracking a smile. She turns and walks out. Well, that's it. If Morgan won't come to me, I've got to go to him, blockade or no blockade. I hurry over to Foster's office at the airport. He's not around. I finally find him in a broken-down gin mill near the water. <laughs> I don't know, no soap, Steve. So I fly over the island of my plane. So the Indonesians don't like this, and they beef to the Dutch. The Dutch beef to me, I'm in Dutch. I can square it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could. So? Well, there's something else wrong with the idea. So you parachute out of my plane. The natives let fly with their arrows. You look like a pin cushion before you hit the ground. Well, you can drop me off the island, and I swim ashore. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that, I suppose. Sure. Okay, then. Well, except for one teensy little thing. Now what? The East India Air Freight Line, of which I am president, happens to have only one plane and one pilot. And at this moment, both of them are in Singapore. Ah, 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 don't say it. So I don't say it. I just think it. I wander back outside and then down along the docks. Suddenly I spot a ship tied up that I didn't see there this afternoon. It's a small Dutch patrol boat. I head for the office of the port director. I fill him in on the situation while he shifts a cigar from one side of his mouth to the other. Finally, he grinds it out in an ashtray. We will, of course, be most eager to cooperate with you in this matter, Herr Mitchell. However, we must first consult with the Indonesian authorities. Sure. It's their island and their blockade. I see no reason why they should deny us permission to enter their waters. 
There will undoubtedly be lookouts on Ipo. So the problem will be how can we get you ashore without being seen? That might take a bit of doing. Mm. Tell me, do you swim? Yeah. Good. You may have to before the night is over. We pour over the map, talk over the strategy, and then he puts in a long-distance call to Batavia. The Indonesian government gives us the green light, and my friend, the port director, says he'll take it from there. So there's nothing else for me to do but go back to the hotel and wait for word that the patrol boat is ready to shove off. It's almost 11 that night when there's a rap on my door. The gent standing there holds an automatic in his hand that doesn't take a genius to figure out real fast that he's not from the Dutch patrol. Well, Mitchell? I don't think we've ever met, have we? You've heard of me, I'm sure. Allow me to try again, Sutherland. Good. Good for you, Mitchell. All right, inside. Move. Hmm. All packed, ready to go. Planning a little trip? Maybe. Of course. Board the Dutch patrol ship. I'll trouble you for your identification. Your credentials, Mitchell. Hand them over. Why, Sutherland? I'll need them when Lieutenant Berndahl arrives to pick you up. You intend to take my place, huh? It won't work, Buster. Why not? Because I happen to know Lieutenant Berndahl. Berndahl? Did I say Berndahl? Hmm? Now I wonder who he is. I really met Lieutenant Vandegraaff. <laughs> Sorry, Mitchell. Okay, Sutherland. Pick up the marbles. And your papers, Mitchell. Quick. What's the hurry? Turn around. Turn around. Okay, okay, but what... Oh. The gun butt behind my ear knocks me to the floor real fast. I try to get up, but my arms have suddenly turned to jelly. It's no go. I can feel Sutherland's hands giving me a fast frisk. I can also hear someone coming up the stairs down the corridor, and I know it's someone from the patrol boat. I make one more try to get my feet, but Sutherland slams a heel on me. And like they say, everything goes black. Mr. Mitchell, wait, wait a moment. I untie the gag. Well, a little mermaid, thanks. What are you doing here anyway? Well, I came to talk about Morgan, Mr. Mitchell. Oh? I am Anna. I'm his girlfriend. This comes as no great surprise, Anna. I'm worried about him. Is he in some kind of trouble? He sure will be if Sutherland gets to him. Oh, I do not understand. Come on, untie me and I'll fill you in on the way to the waterfront. There's the boat. It is getting ready to shove off. Two men on there. One of them must be the lieutenant. The other is Sutherland. Sutherland's pulled a gun. Lieutenant, watch out. Uh, He's hit. Steve. Sutherland dove in. Can you see him anywhere? No. Too dark. No telling where he is. Are you okay, Lieutenant? Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Steve Mitchell. Mitchell, but I thought... This other guy was impersonating me. Where'd they get you, in the shoulder? Yeah, it is not bad. Bad enough to keep you from doing any swimming, that's a cinch. I will go with you, Steve. You? Of course, I know every foot of that island. It is a long swim. Steve has seen me swim. Okay, Anna. Looks like there's no time to do anything else. Let's shove off, Lieutenant. Close to the island as we had better cover the boat. Oh, far 
offshore, are we? A little less than a mile. You both have your swim fins on, oxygen bottles in place, face mask. Right. All right, you can swim on the surface until you get within a quarter of a mile of the beach. Then you should go underwater the rest of the way. You'll have plenty of oxygen to take you in. Okay. We can swim underwater into a lagoon very near Morgan's plantation. Good. As to your escape plan, you will have only two hours ashore. A small corporate trader will pick you up at this point. A schooner which actually is an Indonesian patrol boat. Right. Well, here goes. We swim as quietly as we can for a few minutes Then about a quarter of a mile offshore We rig up the tubes from our oxygen bottles And go underwater Anna leads the way And if I had any doubts about her swimming ability They're gone now My only problem is keeping up with her We slip past the reef and through a small channel into an inlet. Another minute and she heads for the surface I follow. There we are, in the center of a tiny lagoon. We swim to the shore, climb out, take off our oxygen bottles and swim fins and hide them in the underbrush. There. Come. The plantation. Half a mile today. Okay. Could be a bird, or could be a signal. Take it down. What is it? Over there, in the moonlight. Gorillas. Dozens of them. Bows and arrows. Here they come. Is on. He must be here. Anna. Hello, Morgan. What are you doing here? Who's this? This is Steve Mitchell. I brought him to see you. Mitchell? You take a lot of convincing, fella. Didn't you get my answer to your note? Yeah, I got it, Morgan. You're right. I do take a lot of convincing. I guess you do, too. You're wasting your time, Mitchell. Look, you're the only one who can identify Sutherland as the boy behind all this gun running out here. So what? Morgan, Steve has come a long way. Look, so you're bitter. I can't say I blame you, but... Sure, I'm bitter. And that's not all. I'm happy here, Mitchell. Now, why should I bother with anything else? You're a little paradise, huh? That's right. Some paradise with a small-scale war going on around you. They'll settle it. Sure, for a while, but it'll blow up again. Yeah? As long as there are guys like Sutherland on the loose, selling guns, stirring up the natives to fight instead of letting them settle their problems peacefully. There's never going to be any peace in any of these places while rats like Sutherland are floating around. You, uh, through with the speech? Yeah. Okay, I'll take you back to the beach. Don't bother. You probably wouldn't make it alone if the natives know you're here. I'm the only guy they let alone. I guess that's because I leave them alone. It's a pretty good rule to follow, Mitchell. You ready? head back to the spot where Anna and I had ditched our swim equipment. We pick it up and start for the beach. I don't want to admit I'm licked yet, but it doesn't look like there's much more I can do or say. I don't know whether anything I've already said has gotten through to Morgan or not. If so, he gives no sign of it. Then suddenly a bunch of gorillas looms up ahead of us on the trail. Anna and I freeze. Morgan stops us and steps up ahead. When the gorillas see him, they move aside and we pass by. They stare at us, sullen, suspicious. 
Two minutes later, we pass another group. Same story. Look at them. Look at their faces. Don't worry. You're all right as long as they see me with you. I don't think that's what's worrying Anna, Morgan. No. no. I recognize some of these people. I know how they used to be, smiling and happy. Remember the festivals, Morgan? So? No more festivals. No more music. Well, could be a lot worse, I guess. What do you mean? They've only got bows and arrows now. Ought to be a lot more exciting when they get guns. The surf looks quiet tonight. You shouldn't have any trouble getting through it. There's the corporate out there waiting for us. Is that your schooner, Al? No, it's an Indonesian patrol boat. They told us it would be along to pick us up. Morgan, if you would only... It's about a mile out to that boat, looks like. So? So you think I can make it without swim fins? Morgan. Yeah. You win, Mitchell. No. I kind of think you just did. The three of us wade out through the surf and start swimming. They spot us from the boat and move in closer. Pretty soon we're alongside. A husky native hauls us aboard one by one. Anna takes one look at him and sidles up to me. Steve, hmm. he's the one who was trying to find Morgan the other day. Sutherland Stooge? That's right, Mitchell. What? Sutherland? Yeah. Stand real still, all of you. As you can see, I got a Tommy gun. My boy Peru there is real handy with his knife and those three in the bow and those sissies either. Okay, you've proved your point, Sutherland. Now what? Now we get out of here nice and quiet before the real patrol boat shows up. Then I get all three of you out of my hair, once and for all. It's got to be fast. Then I get an idea. It all hinges on the fact that Sutherland doesn't want to make any noise and probably won't risk a shot. I hope. Suddenly I dive toward him. Sure enough, he swings the barrel of the Tommy gun down at my head. I'm expecting it, so I roll with it. If it catches me behind the ear, I fall to the deck and roll onto my back, pretending to be out. Okay, Baru. Finish him off with your knife. The native comes at me with his knife. Just what I want. My legs are doubled up. When he gets close, I lash out. And one of my swim fins slaps him across the face and knocks him back toward the minute. First catches Baru full in the back. I dive for Sutherland's legs before he can shoot again. He hits the deck hard. Morgan grabs the Tommy gun out of his hand, swings it toward the three natives in the bow. All right, just stay where you are, fellas, and don't get any ideas. Steve, are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, it's more than we can say for Baru, I guess. Hey, take a look over there. Patrol boat. Good. They can put Sutherland and his boys on ice for it. You know, you're a pretty handy lad with those swim fins, Mitchell. Yeah, but there's one thing I don't understand. Oh, what's that? Well, usually when you slip a guy a fin, the least he can do is say thanks, but not Baru. You know, I don't think he liked it a bit. Uh... 